This episode of the Sensibly Cynical Podcast is sponsored by SC Graphics. This company is incredible. They focus on creating, collaborating, and growing with every new project, including the actual Sensibly Cynical logo. My boy at Seth CGC hooked me up with this incredible logo. I am so excited to work with him going forward. But for now, make sure you check out his website, sccraphics.co. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. My name, of course, is Sean. Today, I have an amazing, amazing guest for you. Shortly, I will be joined by Christy Monroe. She is a headlining comedian, stripper, and author who, if you remember, was on this podcast before. She is one of the hardest working people I know. If she puts her mind to it, it will be done, period. So, I hope you enjoy my interview with Christy Monroe. All right, everybody. I have a real treat for you today. Joining me now is headlining comedian, stripper, and author, Christy Monroe. What's going on? Oh yeah, it's kind of sur- it's kind of surreal talking to you again. You know, it's been a couple years. Yeah, it's been a long time. Frank's no longer uh, part of the podcast. Yeah, what the fuck happened to Frank? Well, during the 100th episode, like clip show, which obviously you were a part of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we all got fucked up, and that led one thing to another, and then like you know how sometimes you have built up stuff. That you've been wanting to say? When you're not drunk, you have that way to put it, the don't be an idiot. When, yeah. you're, when you're drunk, you have no filter. You, well, I have no filter anyways. But, yeah, we're no, we're no longer friends. So do you feel like it's better now that you're doing it by yourself? I mean, yeah, it's better because if I want to have some, some rapper from New York, I can have a rapper from New York. Like, it used to be, we used to do some other stuff, but now I've kind of turned this into an interview show. Because I realized those are my best downloads, so it's like, uh... <laughs> I'm glad it worked out for you. Though. Well, yeah, your your podcast is our highest downloaded show. Really? That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you even beat out a Survivor Castaway. It's like neck and neck. Wait, who... Wh- which Survivor Castaway? Uh, Sugar? You probably never heard of. I know... Listen, I am a Survivor super fan. Me too! I love Sugar. Me I too. I would love to interact with her in some way. So actually, um, I now live with my boyfriend, and mm-hmm. he's a doctor. And um, one of his attendings was Dr. Mm-hmm. Sean Kniff, who was on the very first season mm-hmm. ever of Survivor. And so I've been trying to tell Dr. Kniff, like, hook it up. I really want to play. So what you've been up to since um, November 1st of 2018? Um, so way back then, I was living in a crack house in Brooklyn, and getting famous, doing my thing, um, 
at the end of December, I went on a hinge date and um, I met a guy and he's great and he's nice and funny and smart and all the good things. So he had graduated medical school and got his residency in Miami and I was like, live in a crack house in Brooklyn, move to Miami. So <laughs> um, I packed up my shit and I moved south. So do you want to talk about divorce court or not? No, we can talk about it. Um, I will tell you that I signed a contract. Right, that's why I asked. <laughs> the contract states that all participants of divorce court um, are not legally allowed that's why i asked whether or not the story was fact or fiction so um how long was like the taping um it was maybe we taped for like an hour and a half or so um so they flew me and dean and lily to atlanta and they put us in a really nice hotel um and then we like Ran around that night. They paid us a hefty sum of money that I was pleased with. Well, I mean, <laughs> what? I said, well, I mean, it's pretty obvious. It was all real, Dean. How's the pandemic changed, like, your professional life? Um, it has changed it drastically. So, March 16th, I was stripping at Vixens, and um, it was, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, and... There was like a lot of chaos going on on stage, and somebody that had a rake hit me in the face with the rake. It was an accident. It was a total accident, and I was fine. But I was like, I want to go home. Like, that's pissed. So um, I went home, and in my mind, I was like, no problem. I'll come back tomorrow night and make more money. And then the next night, for some reason, I didn't go to work. I don't remember why. And then on March 18th, boom, closed. And everyone on the planet, I think, was like, okay, this is weird, but, you know, it'll probably only last a couple weeks. I was like, all right, I'm going to be as productive as possible. And so I wrote a second book, and the second book is called A Sale of Two Titties. And I <laughs> sat there for, like, the next, I don't know, six weeks or so, and I illustrated... 23 drawings that depict like the 20 craziest things that I'd seen in the strip club mm -hmm. and then I wrote all these like short stories this book I designed it to be like a coffee table book I didn't want it it wasn't like a chapter book oh um, yeah so you know that's going on and like everyone on the planet I thought like the pandemic's gonna end soon right so well well, well hold on hold on we're in Florida we don't believe in that we don't believe in I had been booked to do some really big shows, and um, I kind of stopped caring about performing in comedy clubs because I realized that I could get booked at giant festivals and get mm -hmm. paid, like, a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to perform at 50 comedy clubs, I could perform at six festivals and make five times the amount of money. So... I had, you know, like certain festivals booked and I was like, okay, great. And then the pandemic happened. And like I said, everyone thought like it's going to end soon and it just kept not ending. And so <laughs> festival after festival after festival got canceled and mm -hmm. I was like, oh shit, what do I do? Um, so I started college when I was 16 and 
for a lot of reasons, I have never graduated. And so I decided now's the time. And so for the summer semester, um, I signed up at like a community college and I did um, a bunch of online classes and I accumulated enough credits Mm. that just a few days ago on April 5th, I started my upper division program and I will be graduating next April. And then um, the plan is to study for the LSAT and then go to law school. Wait, wait, would you be the first stripper ever to be a lawyer? <laughs> you got to look into that and get on the Guinness no. Guinness uh, books. No, definitely not. No, there. I personally know strippers who have master's degrees in accounting. Lots of lots of strippers have graduate degrees or I don't <laughs> personally know any that became medical doctors. Yeah. So I've been um, doing classes online and I've been taking like maximum amount of credits every semester so I've been really busy and then finally the strip club started opening back up and I was like all right I'm ready I'm just gonna go on this quick trip to Utah and so I went to Utah and on January 30th I'm like an expert skier and for real you got you can do it all I can't play tennis um and so I was coming down a double black diamond and an out-of-control snowboarder crashed into the back of me and I heard a loud crack and I was like, uh-oh, and now I'm like tumbling down the mountain. So um, I was in the middle of like 10 mountains at Park City mm. and I had no choice but to ski like five more miles on what I knew was a serious injury. Mm. And then I had to go to my general doctor get an x-ray, get an MRI. Mm. Just yesterday, I finally got to see the orthopedic surgeon. And so it turns out that I have torn cartilage Mm. under the patella and a partially torn MCL. I'm sorry. (laughs) The point is that now I have to like go through um, physical therapy and everything before I'll be able to go back to stripping. Mm. Well, to be fair and to be in full disclosure... Everybody, this had to get postponed. We actually planned. And the reason why is I had to go to the hospital uh, four days ago. So, so basically, yeah, I'm I'm fine. So basically what happened was I had a, had a skin abscess. You know what that is, obviously. Most people do. So I'm thinking it's one of those that, all right, I'll put some Neosporin on it and shit. I got to go to work. So I had to go. So I go to my medical doctor, right? And uh, I'm all in and it took one minute for him to tell me to go to the hospital. So I'm so excited for, or I'm uh, so happy for your success like regarding the first book. When's the second? Is the second book out? Second book's not out yet. Um, I just kind of got busy with school and really just have to tie up loose ends. Um, I'm also writing the sequel to Something Ridiculous now and I know that that one is very long awaited. Everyone who's written yeah. something asks about the sequel so yeah i was i was reading um the reviews on there on amazon and sorry chrissy i haven't purchased one yet but i was reading the reviews on amazon and people were like oh my god i mean it's a it's a hard book to read and some of the reviews were like kind of intense what do you got come i know you talked about going to school and stuff i'm uh 
happy for that, you know? I think you're going to you're going to kill it obviously. There's no no pressure, right? Uh oh yeah, I'm I'm getting straight A's, so. Yeah, you're genius. You just want to practice like right away or is it going to be a big transition? So, I want to be a human rights attorney and um with my comedy act something that was supposed to happen this year, I really thought it was going to happen. Um, I thought I was going to sell a Netflix special and you know, everything was moving. I was meeting all the right people. Everything was kind of falling into place. And then when the pandemic happened and every show and every open mic and everything with comedy stopped, um, that kind of got put like on pause. So right now with my knee injury, I have to kind of get that situated because I can't do my act with my knee messed up. So I'm going to, you know, do all the physical therapy and if I have to have surgery, do all those things, get it fixed. And then, you know, kind of just get back to booking shows. Um, it seems like some of the festivals that I was supposed to um, headline at mm-hmm. are, you know, it's looking like they're they're going to maybe start holding some. There might be one in Tennessee. Um you know, there might be one in Atlanta. So, you know, trying to, everyone who is involved in those festivals, they're all kind of just waiting and keeping their fingers crossed and hoping that it's actually going to happen. Um, without that, there's no way for me to film the content that I would need to sell the Netflix special in the first place. So, um, you know, as the world opens back up and as opportunities start to arise again i'm gonna take advantage of every single one um and all you can do is be prepared when it happens so i knew that as the stripper comedian i was at the very bottom of the list of who was going to get the um the shot so i signed up for the astrazeneca clinical trial and i got paid to get the shot before anybody else oh no shit yeah so um I did that a couple of months ago and, you know, there's a lot of conflicting information. Where I'm going with that is I don't know whether or not the girls down here are wearing masks right now, but if I don't have to now, I'm not going to because I got the vaccine. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. that's what a vaccine is for. I'm good to go. Yeah. I got the Um, Pfizer. I got the Pfizer. I almost died. It it put me on like really bad. Like there, there was a part like the next day after I got the second one, like I almost went, I almost went on the ground and told God to take me. I'm like, if I have to deal with this for another like twelve hours, yeah. just like take me now. <laughs> it was terrible side effects on the second one. I didn't have very bad side effects from the AstraZeneca shot. Um, for after the first shot for two days, you know, I kind of felt not mm-hmm. great, but. I wasn't sick enough that I was like bedridden or anything. I was able to be up walking around doing stuff. And then after the second shot, no symptoms at all. So do you have any fun stories you can share? Months and months and months ago, I sat down on a Spirit Airlines flight and the woman who sat down next to me was this stranger. I didn't know who she was. Um, Her name is Lauren and she's the most incredible person I've ever met. And she's a missionary and she travels all over the world rescuing girls, traffic situations. Um, You know, it was an instant connection. Like she was like instant best friend. And um, she's actually the very first person that ever purchased and read my book. Um, 
And so she lives like an hour outside of Dallas. And for months or a year, she's like, come visit, come visit. But Mm. COVID and no one knew what was going on. So I just went a couple days ago and it was the craziest shit (laughs) that ever happened to me. Um, She lives in the middle of nowhere on a farm um, and she has... She has four daughters total, but um, two of them are 14 and 13, and then the little one is nine years old, and Mm -hmm. she has this farm with nine horses, two cows, a bunch of chickens, a bunch of baby chickens. Um, Her cat had recently had kittens, and in a couple days, she was getting sheep, and so there was a lot going on, and like I'm from New York City, so first day that I was there... Like, upon arrival, six baby chickens died, and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) And then um, the cat that had kittens, three of the kittens were brown and one was black. So then Lauren got bit by a spider, and her arm was, like, black. What? Yeah, so I was like, we have to go to the hospital. So we rushed to the hospital, and in the... The windows of the hospital, like upon arrival, there were signs that said masks are not required. And I was like, okay, Texas. She gets antibiotics and steroids and everything. And then we're driving back to her farm and we see a bobcat bolt across the road with something black in its mouth. No shit. like the first thing that I thought was like, oh, it got a rat. And so then we get back to her house and the three little brown kittens come wobbling out, but the black kitten is missing. And I'm like, oh my God. So Lauren runs inside and gets her husband and her husband comes out with an AK-47, like a giant gun. And he jumps on what? the gator, which is like a quad thing. And he's like running down the street to like shoot this bobcat and then the nine-year-old daughter comes out with her rifle and she's like wait dad wait for me and i'm like what the fuck is this so then i hear like one bullet shot what killed this bobcat and um so he like brings this carcass home and horses were coming to Lauren's farm and allegedly horses like they they're a herd and when a new horse comes they don't like the new horse so they try to kill it so her nine-year-old daughter who weighed 61 pounds was out there huffing 50 pound bags of horse feed and I was like very impressed I was like how is this humanly possible and um so like one horse came for random horse reasons, Lauren said no to this horse. That horse left. And then this yeah. other new horse came. So they put the new horse in this, like, corral thing. Her kid was out there feeding the horses. And then we had all come inside to eat dinner. And we just put food on our plates. And we hear, like, screaming. Mm. Like, What's going on? Her daughter accidentally let the new horse out. And the nine horses started, like, trying to kill the horse. Everyone, like, flew up from the table they jump on their quads they were like lassoing these horses there was like super loud sirens to scare the horses away from the new horse (laughs) i'm sorry sorry. it was freaking crazy like i never saw anything like that um and then her 
two teenage daughters took me to um, this thing called the Fourth Fort Worth Stockyard, which was basically the equivalent of like if Times Square were like a thing in Texas, but not Times Square. It, so it was like all about cowboys, and every restaurant was like a steakhouse, and you could buy overpriced leather boots and like it was like a tourist trap right <laughs> it had cowboys and like yeah. longhorn steer and like rodeos and stuff it was really really an intense experience <laughs> um, as as the i assume that's one of the cats oh no that's my cat it's my cat oh hey for everyone listening christy monroe has an absolutely awesome cat right now <laughs> Her name is Five, and she's a Kittler. She's a cat that looks like Hitler. And my favorite website on the internet is www.catsthatlooklikehitler.com. What? It's a real website. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about some Survivor, since uh, we stumbled upon that. Who do you think is the greatest Survivor of all time? Rupert, and if you say anyone else... What? You're, you're going to hang yeah. up if I say someone else? I live for Rupert. So you're going to hang up if I say someone else? Okay, if the other person that you say is Boston Rob or Parvati or um, the Dragon Slayer, then I'll accept those answers. But mm, I think Tony. No. He won season 40. I don't care. He won the last season. <laughs> I don't care. There, no one has ever been better than Rupert. When I see Rupert, I, my heart. Okay, so feels- it's for me, it's Tony or Boston Rob, flip a coin. I don't know, to each their own. I, I remember Rupert, too. You know, I thought he was it was cool when he... Pro Islands. I was I was a kid, and I saw him, like, steal the f- food. Rupert was awesome. I mean, I love Survivor. I really want to play it. Tell Sugar to hook me up. The reason that I want to play is because I really strongly believe that I would win. I am a super manipulative person, and I can lie to your face and look you dead in the eyes and make you believe what I'm saying. Hey, Chrissy, I'll do you a favor. I'll message uh, I'll message Sugar and say I have a friend that really, really, really wants to play. But I, I've sent in tapes and stuff. I really, really hate going to open mics, and I really hate local comedy scenes. Like, hate them and do not want to be involved in them. So, um, I went to like one open mic one time because my very good friend was here from New York who was a comedian and mm. so I was like all right we'll go and we went and this was before I had the vaccination and so we go and everyone's <sighs> sharing a microphone no one had a mask on or anything like mm. that and then the next day at noon the host of the open mic texts everyone and is like hey you guys need to go get tested I just came back positive and what? I was like, that's why I don't go to open mics no shit I'd be pissed too. Yeah. Luckily, I went and got tested, and I, ha- I tested negative, so... But, you know, I don't know. I Something that really irks me about stand-up comedy, I guess, is, like, it's, it's a very big fish in a small mm-hmm. pond mentality, and whoever's, like, producing shows in some little bumfuck town is, like... <laughs> super popular and then i go there and i'll like politely listen to their comedy and it's so bad so everyone that i know that is like a headliner that's actually oh well they're also acting so um you know they're all setting their income by picking up more acting jobs 
So, do you know when the book is coming out? I don't know. I just need to sit down and finish it. Like, it's the meat of the project is done. Like, the stories are written, the drawings are made, and everything. I just have to kind of put it together. Do you have any advice for people going through rough times right now? Keep your head up, and, you know, if you're in a relationship you're not happy in, there's literally 7 billion other people that you could give it a go with. Um, You know, if you're not happy with your job, change it now, today. You only have one life. Don't spend the next 40 years doing something you hate. If if you want to try a new hobby, guess what? The sun's coming up tomorrow. Do it. It is. It is. All right. So, Christy, where can people find you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at strippercomedy. My website is strippercomedy.com. And you can purchase my book on Amazon, Something Ridiculous by Christy Monroe. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, you stay safe, okay? Okay, will do. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye. All right, bye. There you go. Another episode of Sensibly Cynical in the Books. Once again, I would like to thank Christy Monroe for coming on the podcast today. Make sure you check out my boy Seth on Instagram at SethCGC. There you'll find his link tree with links to his Amazon, Etsy, Teespring, and Redbubble. Coming up next here on the podcast, I will be releasing finally the next episode of Mr. Cynic, Introverts versus Extroverts. And also, coming in May, I will be joined by Canadian recording artist Live Chaos. So, be on the lookout for all that. Check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly, Instagram Sensibly Cynical Pod, and you can check out our Facebook group. If you could also please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, I would be highly, highly appreciative. Please stay safe. Mask up and take care.